From San Diego, California, this is a One Extraordinary Marriage show. Where being busy is overdone, romancing is fun, and scheduling sex is taking the guesswork out of wondering when you're going to get some. I'm Tony DeLorenzo, your co-host, along with my beautiful wife, Elisa. From coast to coast and around the world, thank you for joining us. It's time to talk sex, love, and commitment. Give us a call or text us on the Hug Hotline at 858-876-5663 or send us an email to hugs at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. This is part one in our new series, Out of Your Comfort Zone. Today, we're talking about the feedback loop you have with one another. And there's a quote from Randy Posh that talks about this, and he says, get a feedback loop and listen to it. When people give you feedback, cherish it and use it. Mm. And that's what we're talking about in this first show in this brand new series. But first, we start each and every One Extraordinary Marriage show with a hug. And a hug is an opportunity for you to hear from someone else in the one family, someone who's, you know, their marriage is going through transformation, sometimes even right now as they're sending in their hug. And this hug comes from an email that we received that says, I have to tell you that the impact of Tony and Elisa and One is truly recognized more when your marriage is walking through darkness. After eight years of practice and tool building, I understand the impact they really have had in our life. Oh, wow. When walking through darkness in your marriage, it is so hard to stay connected sexually, emotionally, recreationally, all of it. Without the practice we've had during the light times, I find it extremely hard to believe we could walk through the dark time we're in. The last two months, there've been a lot of tears and a lot of frustrations, but every Mm. time I think, how can we, I'm reminded we already have the answers. Here are some examples. When needing to have an incredibly difficult conversation, we knew what to do instinctively go on a walk and talk. Mm. We've done state of our marriage conversations and coffee breaks that make the hardest conversations a possibility, something we couldn't have done before. Instead of sleeping in different rooms because of our catastrophic issues and all that we've seen in our marriage, we stay together in the same room because the connection couldn't happen if we were in different places. Mm. So our story, thanks to one, isn't over yet. Oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. And you know what? That's the thing. When you're in that place where you can where you can take this in and use it, times are going to come. But I'm going to even say, if you're in a place where you're in a tough season, you start doing it. You start being intentional. You start taking action now. Because I'm telling you, there there is beauty that comes out of ashes. Well, it's all muscle memory right? It becomes, you know, what you, what you start to do when you become intentional about your marriage. And, and, you know, that's what we're talking about today with this, this feedback loop, those skills that you develop in your marriage become the things that you will fall back on mm-hmm. when life is going all crazy and, you know, screwy and things like that. It's what are those skills that you're either choosing to adopt or that you've already adopted. And you just say, you know what, this is what we're going to do. Right. And that. That's why, you know, I hadn't even realized when I chose the hug, because those are often done independently of the show, that when I chose the hug, how it was really going to align mm-hmm. as we're stepping into this new series. Because when, you know, when you, in our case, when we title a series, you know, out of your comfort zone, that means that it's not just going to be out of the comfort zone that we're bringing to all of you guys. This is an opportunity of growth or for growth for Tony and I ourselves, That's right. right? As we... And this is something I think it's really important to say at the top of this series in particular. Tony and I have not arrived in marriage, right? We are not perfect by any stretch of the imagination. We continue to do all of the same things that we share with each and every one of you. That's right. Right? We are still a work in progress. Sometimes we just get to recover a lot faster because of all the skills, kind of like that that Hug was sharing. But that's why we're doing a series called Out of Your Comfort Zone, because 
getting into this place where as we look and we're, you know, over the next few weeks, we're gonna be looking at all the different intimacies. We're going to be equipping you to step out of the comfort zone in different ways around each and every one of them. You know, this is going to be a stretch. This series, like I'm telling you from the get go, this series is going to be a stretch for all of us. But before we dig into that, I do want to define what the comfort zone is. Yes. I think it's important that we just start thinking, okay, what, and it's going to show up differently in your marriage, but let's talk about just how comfort zone is defined. The comfort zone is a behavioral space where your activities and behaviors fit a routine and pattern that minimizes stress and risk. It provides a state of mental security. However, the comfort zone can also bring boredom, complacency, and a sense of being stagnant. Mm. Wow. Wow. So you can have all the benefits of the comfort zone, but you got to watch out that those negatives, boredom, complacency, and a sense of being stagnant, extraordinary marriages are actively working against all of those things. That's right. Right. We're working against extraordinary couples will take, you know, those times and go, okay, you know what? We might be a little stagnant here. Maybe we've plateaued in an area of our marriage. Maybe we're not, maybe we're good. Like, Good is just kind of like the base. Extraordinary couples say good is the comfort zone. What does it look like to step up one level, two level, 10 levels to say we're going after the extraordinary. We're going to get out of this comfort zone. We're going to get out of this place where things are just routine and easy and we're going to, you know, we're avoiding stress and we're avoiding risk and we're doing all that. No, we're going to go there mm-hmm. and we're going to, Go ahead. No, no, no. I was going to say in each of the intimacies, we all can probably say that we've jumped into routines, be it with our emotional or sexual, recreational, spiritual, financial. And so jumping out of those is going to take some intention. It's going to be some actions going to be taken by your part and your spouse's part Mm -hmm. to go, you know what? We're not going to sit in this comfort zone in this one area. And we're going to share with you over the course of this series, what you can be doing. And, you know, generally when we do a series where we're talking about the different intimacies, we almost always start with emotional intimacy because that's where all your conversations come from. It's where it starts. It's where it starts. And I have to tell you, I mean, we, this whole idea of a feedback loop when it comes to emotional intimacy was not something we had for well over the first decade of our marriage. No. It was probably 15 years, 18 years before we got really good mm-hmm. or really strong in this area. Because here's here's what feedback would look like in the well, early... We, we, well, when you say that, though, it's because we began to practice it. Right. You know, 11 years in, we did the 60-day sex challenge. And so we began to practice our emotional intimacy and start building the skills to have a feedback loop in our own marriage, it's, it just took us a little while, just baby steps getting to that place where now, you know, it it, it just, it flows. Do we still need to address it at times? Most definitely. But it was taking that first baby step of going like, we're willing to jump into that. Mm -hmm. Because this is what feedback looked like in the early years Mm. of Tony and Elisa. Feedback would be, um, I'm going to stuff everything inside. (laughs) Until we have an argument, something sets me off, you know, like the match gets struck. And then I'm going to loudly 
dump all of my feedback onto Tony. Maybe not in the sweetest voice. In fact, I would venture to say it was not ever in the sweetest voice. It would be very hostile, very angry, very emotional. And probably I would have to think, you know, as I look back on those conversations, very overwhelming. Like, what is she really upset about? Because I would just like spew everything that I had stuffed inside of me because we didn't have this regular, it was just like, boom, like here's an explosion. You go clean up the mess. Yeah. And usually it was because I was trying to get feedback and I would just ask questions. I'm very, I I like to ask To this day, he asks a lot of questions. Tony's a very curious guy. Yes. And I still get flack for that. Um, But it was, I just want to know what's going on. And so one question too many would just be the spark that would blow Elisa's lid. Wow. I can just see the fires mm-hmm. right now. And, and that was, that was our challenge. I, I didn't know how to, we didn't know how to, like, this isn't just on me um, because uh, uh, feedback by its nature has to involve two people, two people, right? There has to be one giving and one receiving. And, and I, I just want you to actually think about feedback in your own life for a minute, because in almost every year area of our life, there's a feedback loop. And it starts when we're really, really young, right? You go to school, you get grades, you are evaluated on your performance, you're evaluated on your participation. You're eva- it's called a report card. You get that. If you play sports or if you're a musician or an artist, there are recitals, there are competitions, there are practices where your coaches or your instructors are giving you feedback. Mm-hmm. You know, choke up on the bat. You need to, you know, push through that guy. You know, don't tackle this way. Shoot, you know, with this hand. We're getting all of that kind of feedback as children. And then, you know, we move into this place of, you know, we get older and maybe we're working, we want to get fit. And so we get a trainer and the trainer's like, you're not eating well enough, Mm -hmm. right? You need to do more reps or we go and get these things called jobs or maybe we're the, the, you know, the business owner and we're giving jobs and we have these regular meetings with our teams to understand what the goals are and the objectives and how everybody's meeting those. I mean, business has done this so well that they actually call it a performance review. Mm Mm-hmm. And yet we have this relationship called marriage and there's no, there's no feedback loop. And I would say it's the most important relationship we're in. And yet we take it so flippantly around this. We, we take a feedback or something that our spouse says because we, we don't have the context of how we're going to be doing a feedback loop and we get mad, mm-hmm. we get angry, we, we blow up, we shut down, we leave the conversation so we're here today to give you those skills so that way you can have a feedback loop in one of the most important relationships you'll ever have. Absolutely. And you know, we asked the question on Instagram last week and you know, a very simple question. How many of you have a regular time to give each other feedback? Mm-hmm. Right? It's built into your marriage fabric. You have a regular time. Only 20% of those who responded said they have a regular time to do that. So quick math says that 80% of you, mm-hmm. that's a significant number. 80% of you do not have a regular time to, to be in a feedback situation with your spouse. And you know, I get it because you shared some of the reasons why it doesn't happen. You said, well, it always turns out bad mm-hmm. or, or someone always gets mad. You know that your spouse is going to get defensive. So it just becomes easier to avoid, or it just feels like it's only going to be about blame. 
like mm. the feedback is just, well, you didn't do this or you did that, you know, just that blaming or it just comes out of the blue, you know, feedback, you know, might. And I remember doing this to Tony where he would come home from work when the kids were young and he'd walk in the front door and I'd be standing there like, you know, sore drawn, ready to basically, you know, knock, knock him over the head with it, with all of my, you know, feedback, criticism, I think is, you know, probably a more apt word, or you just, you struggle with everything that you hear from your spouse. You feel like you're taking it personally. And, you know, all of these different things can create a situation where we avoid doing the feedback. But the truth of the matter is, is that if we start to look at what we could do better, Mm -hmm. then we get into this place of saying, how can we make feedback an actual strength in our marriage? How can we look at what we need our spouses to do and what we need to do to create an environment where this is healthy, Mm -hmm. where it's not something we avoid, but because it's regular, we're like, oh, I know when this is going to happen. I'm not going to be surprised. We can have a conversation about this and then we can step into whatever is next in our marriage. And we want to, we want to talk about those things that the two of you can do because it's, it's looking at it from a behavioral standpoint, Mm -hmm. right? It's looking at that and saying, okay, you know, what can I do? But first, because it's always easier to look at our spouses and because I asked the question, you know, what do you think your spouse could do better? Let's talk about it from the spouse's perspective first. And, you know, some of you flat out just said, please don't surprise me. Mm, yeah. And when you have a regular time to do feedback, you don't get the surprises, right? That That's a way to avoid the surprises. Be specific. Yeah. And I, this comes up in coaching all the time. If you're just like, well, you know what? I, I didn't like what you did. Well, what did I do? Mm-hmm. I didn't like the way you talked to me. Well, what did I say? And when and where and what was the tone, the timing, the the environment we were in, what came before that, that caused, you, you know, that to happen. All those make a difference. Absolutely. And knowing and understanding where we're coming from. When it comes to giving feedback, you know, don't name call or be derogatory. And this, I'm going to actually just... Uh, that's just being respectful to your spouse. This just goes across all communication within marriage. Don't call each other names. Yeah. The, the old saying, sticks and stones may break my bones, but names will never hurt me, is a lie. Mm-hmm. Names are like little seeds, you know, and all the derogatory comments get like seared into the brain and they're really hard to let go. So make a decision, both of you, that this is not going to be a part of the fabric of your marriage. One of the gifts of the spirit is self-control. And our mouths can, we can, we can control what we say. And I'm not saying that it's always perfect. And yet I will tell you, our words have life and power or death. Mm-hmm. So you get to choose what you're going to speak over your spouse and how they're going to come to this, this relationship we call marriage. Absolutely. And, you know, another part of that is, you know, something that you see, you want your spouse to do is don't interrupt. Mm-hmm. And that probably goes both ways. Mm-hmm. We tend to, when things get emotional, when we feel like there's a, a difficult situation, we tend to interrupt because we're afraid we're not going to get a chance to say our words, right? Allow the conversation to happen. There's a lot of grace and, and a huge gifting when somebody is able to use everything that they wanted to say and you've just listened to them. Mm-hmm. And then you can respond because you've heard the entire thing, not just the first five words that they've said and you've already interrupted. Yeah. In in our course, He Zigs, She Zags, we have one session it's called listen to understand not to interrupt mm-hmm. and it is it is vital because so often in communication we're listening just to interrupt and say our piece 
instead of understanding our spouse. And if you want to dive into he zigs, she zags, uh, get your communication on the same path, you can go to uh, he zigs, she zags.com. Super easy, super yep. easy. Two other things that that you wanted your you want your spouses to do, and one is participate in the conversation. Feedback needs both people, mm-hmm. right? You have to be a you have to be a participant. Acknowledge, speak, share what's on your mind, and, and you know. It, does the final one here is you know ask if it's a good time. This kind of piggybacks with you know don't surprise me, but also you know people may be doing things, right? In case in point, we have this a lot of times in our marriage where Tony will be working in his office. And if I just barge in and I start talking, one, he's surprised. But two, I haven't respected him to ask if this is a good time. It took me about a month of him sharing office space here in the house or him having his own office to be in this place. But now I knock on his door or I send him a text saying, hey, is this a good time? Because that shows, these are all about how do we respect in the feedback loop. But let's get to what you have recognized that you can do better right after this break. Stress, hormone changes, and lack of sleep can impact your skin, causing issues like dryness, dark spots, and acne. I know the closer I get to 50, the more aware I become of this. OneSkin, today's sponsor, offers a simple skincare routine to address these concerns at a cellular level. OneSkin has developed a proprietary peptide called OS1 that's scientifically validated to improve the health of your skin beneath the surface without irritation or a complicated multi-step routine. I use the OS1 face topical supplement on my face and neck, which often needs a little extra care with age. Additionally, the OS1 eye supplement helps keep the under eye area fresh, even on little sleep. OneSkin is the world's first skin longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, OneSkin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code OEM at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code OEM. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support your show and tell them we sent you. So we've talked about what you see that your spouse could do better. And like I said, I started there because it's always easier to look at our spouses and be like, well, you should be doing this. But let's talk about what you can do better. Because at the end of the day, in marriage, the only person that you can change is you. The only one that you can, you know, the only person that can create a shift in the atmosphere and the environment is what you do. Mm-hmm. And if everybody is working to make the environment better, guess what? The environment gets better, right? So what did you say that you can do? Be a better listener. We were just talking about this. Mm-hmm. Without interrupting, here, here were all the caveats that you guys put on this. Be a better listener without interrupting, without an agenda to hear what he or she really has to say. I wonder how many marriages when they were doing feedback would actually shift because of the fact that somebody would just let the other person be able to talk mm-hmm. the whole conversation. Take a deep breath before can, we can I just say? Can I just say one thing with that though too? One of the areas where you have to learn and understand what's going on. And, and it happens even to us and to me, I would say. Elisa says something very easily to get defensive and listen. Because I think when we, when we get defensive, we want to attack. And so I have to even remind myself that Elisa is sharing from a place of love, mm-hmm. not a place of attack. And, then, and if I can shift that, quickly, then I don't get defensive, get angry, and then interrupt. So you got to look at it and going, my spouse really wants to tell me something from a place of love, not to attack me. 
Well, and that really ties into the fact that we we do individually need to approach our spouses with a spirit of love. Mm -hmm. Like that's something that you and I can do. And when I say you and I, I mean all of us listening, that if we come with the mindset of how do I share this in love? What are the words Mm -hmm. that I can choose? What are the things that I can say? What can I look for in the conversation and be aware of so that my spouse feels the love and understands that we're both on the same team, Mm -hmm. right? That's an awareness that, that each one of us has to, has the ability to cultivate. We need to be able to, you know, take a deep breath mm-hmm. before we respond. In marriage, the conversations with feedback are coming from the person that knows us absolutely the best on this planet, which means they know all the buttons that they can push. They know how to get under our skin, but they also want what's best for us. So if we're hearing something and and we're feeling that little and you know what it is, like for some of you, like you start to clench your jaw, you start to get sweaty or you feel it in the pit of your stomach, that's your body's way of saying, hey, take a deep breath because you're about to react and, and you're not responding. You're just reacting to the stimuli. You haven't given yourself permission to respond as you've processed all the information. And, and that really goes into, you know, be aware of how you process information. You've all, you know, you said, so many of you said, I need to take time to process. Let's not just be like, well, I need to give a response right now because I'm angry and I'm going to like, no, if you, one of the biggest gifts that we can give to our spouses is saying, I need five or 10 just to process this. I need time to think through this. I I don't want to just, you know, react to what you've said. I know one couple, uh, a couple in the one family, and they've incorporated this into the coffee break, which is actually how we w- want to encourage you all to be able to do this feedback loop. Yeah. You know, we have so many of you that have, you know, picked up the coffee break, but maybe you aren't using it because you've had one or two instances where you've tried, but you're like, Ugh. you know, it feels like blame or it feels rushed or it feels like a surprise or it feels like any of these things. And yet we want to encourage you this week to take it out again. Mm-hmm. Right. And if you haven't picked it up, go to one marriage.com slash coffee break and you can get yours. But here's the thing. It's going into this place of saying, wait a minute. I want to hear what this has to say, what my spouse has to say. I want this to be a regular part of our marriage so that we can grow. Yeah. And let me just say this. Coffee break is not a date. Coffee break is a marriage meeting. Coffee break is you can call it what you want, but it's not a date. Right. So, so don't set the expectation like this is all like we're going to go out and we're going to just have coffee and it's just going to be like this fun time. No, 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 no. We, we have to have moments in our marriage and, and I would say weekly, which is I agree. I think the coffee break should be done where we have to sit down and we have to have these conversations. We have to have this feedback loop. Elisa and I have set it up here with the One Extraordinary Marriage Show. Mm-hmm. Th- this is our feedback loop. Every week for 10 years now, we would get behind these microphones and speak to each other for 30 minutes and we would go through life. There were weeks and I'm, and I'm going to share this. There were weeks early on when we started the one extraordinary marriage show. This was our time. We had youngins, we had kids. I was running a business. Elisa was a stay at home mom, but also doing some side hustle business. So our lives were moving and things were happening, but every week. And you guys who've been listening forever, no, we have never missed a week. 
in 10 years, 10 and a half years, 30 minutes, we would get behind these microphones. This was our feedback loop. Some of them are, have been amazing conversations and, and we get all excited for one another, like sexually excited and even just relationally excited, be it spiritually or mm-hmm. just emotionally. Others, we come out of it going, oh my goodness. Or we go, I should say, we go into it not with the, the best intent for one another mm. and yet we come out of it going, wow, I'm glad we had that conversation. We, 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 we got through that together. And so a coffee break is something that I know sometimes it's not going to feel good. Sometimes it's not going to be the greatest thing. Sometimes you're going to come out of it and going, oh, that, that didn't feel great. And yet you do it next week mm-hmm. and you do it the next week and you do it the next week. It is the, it is the smallest baby step that allows for the biggest growth and then consistent, consistently doing it is what's going to allow you to have this feedback loop to look back upon years from now to go, that is what we did a year ago that got us to where we are today. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Gosh, that's so crazy to think about 10 years. Um, but it was the intentionality and that's, that's the number one thing when you're doing your coffee break, you have to schedule it. It has to be a regular thing on your calendar. You have to be fully present. Hello, put your phones down, Mm -hmm. turn off the TV. And, And again, when we're behind these microphones, we don't have phones in our hands. Mm -mm. It, it, It truly is a place where, where, schedule scheduling it this is on our calendar mm-hmm. every week we're fully present with one another we're here no phones are distracting us no music kids know this is our time and so we get this each and every week mm-hmm. you be fully present like i said be authentic mm-hmm. right this is not where you're putting the masks on you're like i'm just going to i'm just going to be all you know nice and and yes and it's wonderful and rainbows and unicorns i mean one of the questions uh, on the coffee break is how am i doing on a scale of 1 to 10 as a husband or as a husband or wife and it was interesting because one of our summit partners had posted in the group that they were re- this was where they were getting hung up mm-hmm. because you know on a week when somebody's not doing great they might get like a three or four or five, you know, just because there's room for improvement. And they had a situation where the first person responded, it was a low number. The second person responded, it was also a low number, but it felt like it was retaliatory. Mm. And so what I suggested to her, and I'm suggesting to all of you, and this is the first time we've ever actually put this out there, is with that question, write down your answer and the why before you even go. So that when that comes up in the coffee break, it's not a retaliation. It's something that the two of you have thought through and it doesn't feel like a weapon, but it's actually something that's been constructive, right? To say, okay, this is because of these things. And again, it's not to beat your spouse up because the next question is, what can I do to improve? And that's just two of the many questions on there. But I'm sharing that with you just so you're not caught off guard because we want you equipped to be able to do this and to do it well and to say, you know what? We are going to keep doing just like the intimacy lifestyle. When it gets hard, you don't stop doing it. Mm. Coffee break, the emotional feedback loop, you keep doing it because that's where the extraordinary comes from. Consistency is the number one key. Consistency and intentionality, the two best things that you can do for your marriage. Mm -hmm. And And especially within your emotional intimacy. Absolutely. So this week, do the coffee break. Get into that place of saying, yeah, 
we're going to build this emotional feedback loop. We're going to have this in our marriage. And and I want to be real clear. Maybe you're ready to, you know, you haven't gotten yours and you want to, you know, pick it up for free as a member of the position of the month club. You can get that and more at position of the month club.com. Get yours, get it for free and get all the benefits of being a partner in the club. Yeah. We would love to have you part of the position of the month club. If anything this week though, start the feedback loop. It is vital to your marriage. It is vital to the foundation of your marriage. It's vital to what you're able to do when you're open, honest, and transparent with one another. Your emotional intimacy is going to change all areas of your marriage. So go out there this week, make it a point, pick up the coffee break and and schedule it and make it happen. We're honored and blessed to have you as part of the one family. You guys have yourself a fantastic week and we'll catch you next week. Love you guys.